0: Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Kaya. And today we're going to talk about hair loss in your 40s, from texture changes to bald spots. Why is it so hard to get the right info? Bored? What can you do in four hours? How about a masterpiece? Portrait Artist of the Year is a competitive cultural masterpiece. Jeffrey Tubin's colleagues get quite the eye chart. Celebs rush to defend Chris Pratt, and Adele hits Etzinelle. Welcome back, everybody. Well, I don't know if you guys saw on the news. There was a big stink. uh, Jeffrey Tubin, he's like a CNN analyst. uh, He has been suspended. And also, I believe he works for The New Yorker because at first they say he exposed himself on a Zoom call. But then later on, it was confirmed that he indeed had pulled a Louis C.K. and just masturbated. So I think he was in between meetings. And then I guess he thought one meeting had ended. And then for some reason, like, let me just go and you know, rub one out on the workday and all these people were really, really upset. So I don't know if they were complaining and he heard them or even if he didn't know they were there. The point is, like, I think I'm, we haven't heard from him. I think he might say that it was an accident. But he thought the video was on mute. That was what he said. And it just caused a big deal. Everyone's now saying hashtag me tubin, bin and they're referencing it as a whole thing. So even like with the Borat movie that came out, everyone's like, oh, Rudy Giuliani pulled out a tubin. You know, we're hearing a lot of these stories and people have talked about, you know, what it is living in this Zoom culture, everything being a virtual online call. But you don't really hear about it from women. I don't know the last time you heard about somebody just flicking the bean or having a nip slip and just pulling a titty out on a call. You don't see that. So I don't know what that's about. I think some people get off on it. And that's the whole thing, knowing that you're, I guess, jerking off without the consent of the people. That's the whole thing that happened to Louis C.K., actually, is he would like be in a meeting And then just randomly pull out his dick and start jerking off. (laughs) So I think it's a bit of the same thing. I don't know too much about his history, but obviously people are out digging things up, saying that, yeah, he's cheated on his wife, this, that, the other. So this was bound to happen. I don't think you can equate the two things. This is a different incident. He's just been suspended. I'm sure it won't be long before they bring him back, reinstate him. And try to clean it up. We're seeing a lot of that. They're trying to bring everyone back in. I think Louis C.K. tried, but it was a little too early still. So he's, like, gone back in hiding. And I see that, like, David Letterman, they're talking about him in very nice terms now. He has a show on Netflix. And they're all taking him, like, almost like a serious journalist. But I don't know if you remember, he had all this harassment that happened, too. And he just admitted to it. I think he had even, like, had been married and then met his wife working for him on the show and then was still sleeping around with other staffers. But it was the kind of like sexual favoritism kind of thing. Like he didn't necessarily harass everybody, but if you did catch his eye and you wanted to get ahead, uh, he would definitely proposition you. And I guess if you slept with him, suddenly you're a producer instead of, I don't know, like an assistant. So he did a lot of that favoritism thing. If you weren't his type, you weren't going to get very far at the Letterman organization. So, he was just basically your old school type of pig, but he's back in like a prestigious way. Like they're always complimenting him. He has like a beard. So, I don't think it'll be long before Tubin comes back. I mean, obviously, everyone's going to expect him to right away pull it out, but I know we've all made, you know, mistakes on Zoom calls. I don't like the angle sometimes. Sometimes you can't hear, but you don't just accidentally pull one out. And I'm sure we'll forget about it. Maybe not, but it seems like I keep talking about. Every time it's anything to do with anybody, media or celebrity, we, we have like a comeback story and it's not a big deal. But every time now you think someone's made a slip or anything like that, you can just do a MeTube. And I've seen it where people have accidentally stood up and like they're in shorts or sweatpants. I had a customer do that and he was like mortified. And I'm like, it's OK. Like, we know we're all at home. Like, you get business on the top. We're all doing these like mullet versions of ourselves on these calls, you know, business on top, party on the bottom. I mean, not to that extent, but hey, everybody's got to do what they got to do. That was a really big story, though. And of course, obviously, the Borat movie, I saw it. And, you know, for me, I guess it wasn't as funny as older Borat stuff. I know he's trying to make a big political statement and there were some good moments in it. There were also some moments that I understand the two people from the synagogue are suing him. They're Holocaust survivors. They didn't want to be in the movie. So I do think he could have told them what it was for. They might have been okay with it. I don't want to give any spoilers away. But knowing that, and I just feel like we kind of expect this. And I saw something good that said, you know, before social media and so much access to the Internet, Borat worked. I think it was like 14 years ago. But now we we have that element anyway in our lives. So it's not as shocking a lot of this stuff, but it's still entertaining. We need funny movies out there. And it's a bit serious, a bit funny, but it's silly. I would say it's silly and uh, not much new in there. I mean, I was. Curious to see that whole Rudy Giuliani thing, because that's been everywhere, that Rudy Giuliani was in the room with the actress. I'm not giving anything away here. And she's portraying Borat's 15-year-old daughter. She's like 24, 25 in real life. But before anything, like, happens, right, Borat rushes in and stops it. But still, you do see Giuliani. This is all out there, so I'm not spoiling anything. Go into the other room for drinks with her. Start touching her. He's clearly touching himself, he claims. He's tucking in his shirt, so... I don't know what school these guys are going to tucking in the shirts, pulling out their penis on the Zoom calls. I don't know what's going on, but he's clearly just a pig like you see it. It's not it's not a good look. And we keep seeing a lot of that. I know like Bill Cosby had a recently updated photo where he looks like he's laughing. Almost everyone's all outraged. It's Bill Cosby. I don't think he's getting out of jail. I mean, come on, everybody knows about this. You can't clean that one up. I really don't see it. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but make sure you don't get caught with a Tubin or a Louis C. Kang thing. I don't understand the need to masturbate in front of people who don't want to be there. I, I've i always said that what you do between consenting adults and private is your business. The problem becomes when there's no consent. And that's sort of what happened on this call. They were not consenting. It's quite the eye chart, like I said at the opener there. <laughs> so... It's not what you're expecting. And if you didn't want to be part of it, you kind of were violated. So not kind of you were. And especially I don't know if they were like, Jeffrey, stop. Somebody called him like your cameras on. What are you doing? I don't know where he finished. I don't know the details, but we do know he was caught playing with himself. He's just been suspended. I I think at regular jobs, you're fired for that. So he's suspended from these prestigious organizations because they're big jobs, right? New Yorker and CNN. So uh, I'm like, oh, suspended. I don't know what that means in real life. We just get fired. And that's the end of that. Maybe even sued. I don't know for bringing, tarnishing the brand or what have you. So good for him with this cushy job. Same with, you know, Letterman. He came out with the harassment. The show ends. Poof, he's got his own little show on Netflix. So you don't know. Maybe you need to have a little bit of this kind of uh, negative publicity from something you've truly done. And then you show that you're remorseful somehow or grown. And then they will reward you or bring you back. But I'm excited because I don't know if you guys saw Adele on SNL. I'm taping this right before, so I haven't seen her yet. But I am delighted that she's going to be hosting. I don't know how much singing she's going to do because she has her on with her as well, H-E-R. And she's a really good singer as well. But definitely interesting to hear her and see her act, I guess. I think because she's hosting, we're going to see her in skits. But I really, really love Adele's music. And I hope that uh, she does sing something for us. So I hope it was fun. I hope that when you guys are listening to this, you're delighted. And people are making that joke that she should show up in those buns we talked about and maybe speak a little patois, you know, uh, like Chet Hanks likes to do a lot, that Jamaican type of speak. I don't know. I like to do accents, so now I got to be careful. But I used to think I did a pretty good Jamaican accent. I went to Acho Rios, and I just kept saying Achorios. And it, it was better at the time. Trust me, guys. And I went to Kingston. And, you know, obviously, people don't like to hear you doing accents at all. Bruno's like, stop. It's terrible. But I like doing a southern accent. Definitely, y'all. Y'all take care now you hear. here. And I think some accents are better than others. But that was such a controversial thing that she went to that whole... Caribbean festival with the little knots in her hair and she was wearing the Jamaican bikini. So I don't know if she's going to shout that out tonight or if she's just going to go with whatever the writers give her. It'd be great to see. But she seems very happy and obviously she says she's healthy. So kudos to her. And on other just updates, we saw also um, a lot of people compare online what's four things like if you had to get rid of one, what would it be? And The actor Chris Pratt is just like a big baby these days. Uh, He was in one of them, like, which Chris you got to get rid of? And he keeps, you know, losing that because of whatever personal affiliations. He's part of some church and he has some political. He married into the Schwarzenegger family. I think he left his previous wife, girlfriend for the Schwarzenegger. They have a child together. That's my understanding. And all these actors came rushing to his defense. This is just a silly, stupid little like, you know, I've seen it with food. You know, which Thanksgiving dish would you get rid of? So I don't even think this is newsworthy, but these are the updates. He needs to calm the hell down. Who cares, you know? And nobody's worried about you, Chris Pratt. Relax. And then the other big news, but we didn't get anything from it, was Ghislaine Maxwell's deposition. She's fought long and hard not to have this deposition released. I think she's worried it will, like, taint the juries. Everyone already knows the story of Epstein, and Netflix did a great documentary on it. So apparently she had to do depositions when, you know, that Virginia goff I never say that name properly, the one who you've seen in the picture with Prince Andrew, you know, so she brought some suit against them and they had to, you know, depotize, I guess, or have a deposition with Ghislaine. And there she just just defends Jeffrey, says she knows nothing about it. Nothing about trafficking these women, because remember, Virginia says she was 17 and she was hired as a masseuse. And then we all know what she had to do with Jeffrey and everyone knows about Peto Island. She denied it all. She said she was just there to help him staff his homes. And yeah, she hired masseuses, but she also hired gardeners. She hired landscapers. She hired chefs. She tried to make it sound like it's just another person that they're hiring in terms of what she was up to. But everyone knows the story. So I wasn't as damaging as I thought it would be. It's just her making adamant denial. So I don't know how that fits in her strategy because she hasn't gone to court yet. And I think it's going to be tough for her because everybody knows the Epstein story. So if she's going to say, "Okay, well, I knew, well, she has all these depositions saying that, no, she didn't know and she had nothing to do with it because they're charging her as a co-conspirator. She's essentially the madam here. She was bringing in these girls and She would get them to talk to other girls and we we all saw what happened, right? They would find girls who were from vulnerable communities and they would groom them just like any pedophile ring does. Right. So I don't know what her strategy is, because a lot of people don't think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself because there were so many powerful people, not just celebrities, you know, politicians, business people. All kinds of people were on those flight logs that everybody saw. Some of it is heavily redacted. So we didn't really get anything in terms of a big scoop when the deposition came out. I think it will, we'll have to go back to it when she finally goes on trial. I don't know when she's going on trial. I believe she's being held in, like, protective custody. People don't like child molesters or rapists in jail. So, you know, these women will really cut a bitch if they saw her, I'm sure. So she needs all the help she can get. Well, I'm not going to even say good luck. I think that's what Trump said. He wished her well. It's not just Trump, though. It's so many people who are tied to this. He was doing this for a long time, and she was very involved. So we'll see where justice prevails, and we'll see if she keeps staying alive. With that, I'm just going to get to my commercial break. So this week's episode is brought to you by a piece of tape. Are you worried about pulling out your tubin on your next Zoom? I want to flick the bean away from prying eyes? Are you simply having a bad hair day? Simply put a piece of tape on your computer camera and voila, instant coverage. Don't worry about an accidental nip slip ever again. If you're worried that your kinky fun during your meeting might cost more than a suspension, don't be a normal person and wait until the workday ends. Simply put that tape on so you can Louis C.K. all day without the repercussions. Tape to the rescue. Black electrical tape is preferred. Tape does not mute the microphone. And I'm back. So, you know, guys, last week I touched briefly on this new show that I found called Portrait Artist of the Year. It is amazing. I had seen an article. I think it was The Guardian saying it's like a warm bath. So just disclaimer real quick. It's really, really good. But if you watch more than one episode in a row, it just relaxes you so much. I fall asleep. It's almost like, you know, when you smoke a joint and then you fall asleep and you just go in like when you were a kid, you're just so tired. That's how I feel watching this show. So, i got to limit my episodes, but it's a bit challenging to get a hold of it. So this is a show that takes place in the UK. So they have every week, they have an episode where they bring in about 9 to 12 artists. In the beginning seasons, they would have a few more, but they've, they've narrowed down a good formula. They bring about 9 to 12 artists, and it's a mixture of professionals and amateurs. Basically, they receive, I think, something close to 2,000 submissions, and people have to send in their self-portrait And they pick from there and they give you a chance. And then they have three celebrities every episode that sit for this in the public. So it's usually in some kind of like museum or art space in the UK. And the public is welcome to watch them as they're doing this. They get four hours to paint these celebrities. Um, And a lot of them are very, very, uh, you know, obviously famous from Hollywood or the stage or poets or writers. They're very well-known figures. And it's a wonderful opportunity to see art being made right in front of you. They have obviously four hours is not a lot for these people and a lot of them paint privately at home. So it's a different experience. Not only are you being taped for TV, but the public is allowed in and they're watching you. So at the end of the four hours, uh, they get to turn their easels and the celebrity gets to pick his favorite, his or her favorite, and they get to take that home. That's not necessarily the winner. So the whole point is The winner of each episode will go into the semifinals at the end of the series, right? And from there, they get to pick some. There's usually an amazing commission. So they get a prize of £10,000, which gives them a commission of some other, you know, famous figure or important figure that will be in a permanent collection. So whether it be in in the British National Portrait Gallery or the Scottish Gallery, uh, it's a really big prize for the artist, I know that uh, for us, like we've been watching and season two, for example, they do Alan Cummings and that's a really special one because you get to see once the winner is selected, I don't want to give anything away. They get to spend about two weeks to make the portrait. They get at least three sittings this time. So they don't have a time constraint in the sense of four hours and they can do whatever they want as long as they're making the commission happy. So if it's the portrait gallery of London, they'll meet with them and say, you know, what did you have in mind? And can I go crazy? And the artist, and you get the spirit. So it's different because they say, what's the difference between a photo and a painting? It's like you want to get the spirit. A photo just captures a moment in time. But with this, you get to see something. Like you're watching the same artist, and you might be familiar. There's a lot of people from Game of Thrones, for example, a lot of athletes. And you're like, oh, I know this person. And you think you do. And when you're watching them, they have to sit there. It's not so easy to sit for four hours. That becomes very clear because they have to stare in one way. And you think, what's the big deal? They're the sitter. They're comfortable, right? No, I think they get minimal breaks and the light has to be the exact same way every time. So it can get challenging. And they're allowed to use whatever they want. We've seen people use electrical tape to make a portrait. You've seen someone do collage. There's watercolors. Oil paintings always seem to really dominate. People are very comfortable with that. But they can use any medium they would like, whether it's pastels or, you know, like I said, watercolors or drawing even. We do get, it's just portrait, So you'll see people with etching. But it's just so amazing because sometimes you think, okay, if I'm the celebrity, which one am I going to pick? And then you're like, oh, yeah, we chose that one. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And then you think, is that going to win? Doesn't necessarily win. The judges are amazing. They're all very qualified. Like one runs the main gallery. Another one runs a contemporary. Another one is an art historian. like they, And one is an artist who's like very accomplished. So they all know what they're talking about. And you really get to learn a lot. I think that's our favorite show. You know, obviously they always do the big debate. Is, is it about likeness? Do you want it to look exactly like the person? Are we looking for photorealism or how much is the spirit? I think you need a combination of both. A lot of times, uh, a lot of these artists will not get a likeness and they'll say, well, you know, I captured the mood or the spirit or the narrative. And I'm like, I'd like to see a bit of a likeness. I'd like to have a bit of both. But you guys let me know what you think. The only issue is very hard to find this show to watch. I found it available to stream, but just season six on Stream.me. If anyone wants me, hit me up and I can send you the link. But it's only season six. I kept looking. I'm like, maybe I could even buy it because it's worth it. It's so cultural, right? You figure this is a great series to watch. Even you can watch it re- repeatedly. I'm sure I, I'd be no problem watching it again in a year. I mean, even though I know who won each year, there's there's total seven. I think they're in the seventh season. So I was like, what am I going to do? I tried to sign up for Sky. They have an app called Now TV. So what I ended up doing is, and if you guys are, you know, I call myself level one tech support, you know, but if you guys are savvy like that, I was able to change my Windows laptop to show me coming from Great Britain. And then I was able to sign up for Now TV's pass. They give you a seven free days. And, you know, if you have a VPN, oh, sorry, you must have a VPN because you're not going to get into the store otherwise. So I changed my laptop to say I'm coming from Great Britain Then I put a VPN on and I say I'm coming from Great Britain and I signed up for the pass, which you have seven days free. You can cancel at any time and then you have full access. So I'm hoping that somehow someone figures out a way or they're willing to export it and we can see it because you get to meet such lovely personalities. You get to see these celebrities and figures in in such a different light. I mean, again, for us, and I could speak for Bruno as well. Season two, the Alan Cummings just stands out for us. I mean, I'm really excited because now I'm on season three and the big prize is Kim Cattrall, who everyone knows. I love me some Samantha. So I can't wait to see that. Who's going to win that and get to paint her? And it was really funny with the Graham Norton, which was season. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So that was season one, season two. Oh, yeah, I'm on season four. Sorry, guys. So season three was Graham Norton. So for those who know him, he's uh, he's like Ellen over there. He's Ellen in the UK, I would say. That's the closest because Bruno didn't know who he was. I was like, that's how I would describe him. But he found out the guy painting him is related to him. He ended up tracing their family lineage. And that was really cool and interesting to see. I'm not giving anything away by that. But either way, don't look it up online if you don't want to see who won but definitely you can get season six to stream on most streaming platforms. It's called Portrait Artist of the Year. There is Landscape Artist of the Year. It's not as great. I mean, the whole thing is with the people. If you like people, you like art, you like, I guess there's also celebrities. For those who like looking at celebrities and you will learn about art, you will be desperate to paint or do something after watching this. I mean, I started sketching in my little work notebook all of a sudden. So I think it's makes art accessible to everyone. And everyone does have an eye. It's just we look at things differently and you get to see the different perspectives. So definitely worth watching. Again, the way I watch it is on best-series.me and you'll get season six right there and I think the beginnings of season one. So definitely I'm recommending it. As you can see, I'm over the moon about it. We've become obsessed. Hopefully I'll get through the whole seasons before my pass expires or I'll just renew it and maybe it'll get easier one day. So that's what I've been up to TV-wise. I am behind on a lot of shows, but I got to get through this and then I can move on. But I did want to talk about hair loss. I mean, in your 40s, I've been noticing that I'm losing some hair. But I know people lose hair before their 40s, but it seems to accelerate, they say, around then. And yes, you guys know, this is still my birthday month, but I thought I was starting to bald like near the front of my head. And I found out this is very, very common as hormones change, stress changes. We're all under a lot of stress. But what I didn't realize is. It's normal to lose 100 to 150 hairs a day. You know, you feel like you're brushing your hair and clumps are coming out. I had first wondered, I'm like, you know, we're hearing that even long-term symptoms from COVID, that's a symptom, that hair loss. And I'm like, well, maybe I had COVID in December. I don't know. There's no way to know. I, I wouldn't have any antibodies to test now, I imagine, right? They don't know yet. So if you are losing hair and you're worried maybe it was related to that or you've noticed more hair coming out after the shower... There are things you could do. The problem I had is I look online, there's just too much information. My hairdresser said, I'm not balding. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I am on the top left side, but okay. He said, well, it's all about taking care of your scalp. And he recommended the scalp shampoo. Now I'm running out of the shampoo. So I said, let me look online and see what other shampoo there is. And online they'll say, it's all about sebum, which is the oils your skin produce on your scalp. So some people say, keep it. Some people say, strip it. It's blocking the hairs. So it's very hard to find out. I don't want to get on any medication because I remember I had a friend who was losing hair and he was on Propecia, which is, I guess, the ingredient for Rogaine. I think they're the same thing. You can get a prescription, but you have to take it once you start the rest of your life. If you stop taking it, I think the hair just falls out. That's what he was telling me. And from what I understand, the same with a lot of these hair treatments. If you don't keep doing it and it can get very expensive so it really depends. I'm like, I'm not ready to shave my head just yet. I have a very angular face. And much as I would love the freedom, you know, I did it when I was younger. I cut my hair super short. I looked ridiculous. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it. And But it does seem like super easy. And I think because generally in our society, men seem to have the short hair. So I think they're they're the ones they hop in a shower any time of day. They don't even have to worry about it. The hair dry in like 10 minutes. Probably not even. They can go out with any weather. And they don't have to worry, is this curly, is this straight? Oh my God, am I going to catch a cold? I would love to shave my head, but I, I don't think I'm ready for that just yet. So I'm like, you know what? I'll try some of these shampoos. I'm going to be trying Nioxin. I just got it. I'm trying System 4 because I've done some color in my hair. I feel like maybe I'm a little bit patchy. I don't know. There's a lot of different options. This got good reviews. It doesn't promise to grow hair. Supposedly, it strips some of the sebum. So I'm going with that. So basically, what I've learned is you got to care for your scalp. And that's the best thing. Do a little bit of scratching to get the blood flowing. That's what my hairdresser said. And don't be alarmed to see 100 to 150 hairs. I mean, I've started trying to count them because they seem to be everywhere. I'm shedding worse than my pug used to. But so far, that's what it is. Your texture changes as you age. The same with losing more hair. Uh, You could have had like, you know, straight hair all your life. And as you get into your 40s, you could suddenly be like, you know, curly. The texture as well gets a little rougher. Some people get a little finer. The hair breaks. I'm not a hair expert. I am waiting for my dermatologist appointment to see what's going on, but it's very, very common. So good luck. And if you guys have other tips, let me know because there's just too much information out there. I'm going to try Nioxin. I tried the scalp care shampoo from my hairdresser doesn't seem to have changed anything it seems to be the same but uh, again if you're noticing too much hair and you want to try start with the shampoo then you can go from there and speak to i guess a dermatologist would be able to tell you if there's an issue maybe it's eczema maybe it's something like that and that's pretty much what i've been up to i'm excited you know uh, to see adele tonight as you guys all know i hope you all enjoyed it and if you guys like what you hear don't forget to check me out weekly on itunes or on your preferred platform please give me a rating and subscribe to the show give us the stars you think we deserve You can also check out the website at allkindspodcast.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at AllKindsWeekly or on Instagram at AllKindsPodcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening.